welcome back to WSCFM and HD1 Columbia. My name is CJ Audio Voyager. And my name is CJ Global Spins. And we're so happy to welcome you back for another week of Passport Playlist. We have reached the end of our little new segment, so we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our interview of the day with Isra from Pakistan. Woo. Super excited about that. She looks so warm. I am. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm literally freezing. She so. dressed appropriately. She did. I never do, ever. No. I ever. actually checked the weather today, and I was just like, oh, I I'm not going to wear weather. this sweatshirt and like jeans. It looks like it's going to be warm. I forgot about the rain. I check the weather and then just make bad decisions. Me too. That's just how it is. Make educated bad decisions. Making, I'm not thinking of making good decisions. Um, so <laughs> with that, you guys, like I said, we're going to get into some music. If you would like to call into our station, our number is 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-9872. W-U-S-C. And while you're listening to this music, while we get ready for the first part of our interview, feel free to go to WUSC.FM and click the Donate tab and donate to our station. Pretty if pretty you want to hear more of our ramblings mm-hmm. 24-7 on yes. Columbia's only non-commercial, non-top 40 radio station. So keep it here. Keep it locked, as we always say, on WUSC. And we, and we will be with you all in just a couple of minutes with Isra. And welcome back to Passport Playlist. This is DJ Audio Voyager, and I am so excited to be here with our guest for the week. Um, So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Isra, and I'm from Pakistan, and I study in China. I'm studying global business and innovation, and I'm here in America as an exchange student. Fun stuff. That was a very quick, like, (laughs) introduction, like, you want it? Here you go, like... There we go. All right. So where are you from, like, specifically in Pakistan? I'm from Karachi, but I live in Salkot, and that's, like, a bit of north of Pakistan. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so what is, like, what languages do you speak? Because I know that Pakistan has a couple. Yeah, Pakistan has a couple. Like, uh, my native language is Urdu, because, like, I'm specifically called an Urdu speaker in Pakistan. Gotcha. Because we're, like, the immigrants, not the native of Pakistan. So Urdu and... A little of Chinese and yeah, English. Cool, awesome. So, are you so like Chinese? Chinese is the language that you study here at USC. Not really. I'm here for business stuff. Like gotcha. Okay. Le- learning business. So in China, I've taken like two semesters of Chinese. Jeez. Like it, yeah. I that's commendable. I could never. I know one alphabet. Uh-huh. One, but you probably know like three or four. I could never. No, I take German, so I study. I have like the same alphabet as English, which is still really really difficult even though it's the same, so I can't even imagine, like, Yeah, Chinese learning. is hard work. Like, there are characters, then there are stro- the strokes of those characters, then mm-hmm. the tones, and then the opinion, and you have to, like, get the accent yeah. and the grammar. No, I have a friend, my, uh, my, my best friend, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. Um, she was born in China, and she was adopted by um, mm-hmm. an American couple, and she has been studying Chinese for probably about five years, and her dad, he speaks, he speaks um, Fujinese, which uh-huh. is, like, a different dialect, but it's, like, written the same, and she was, like, it's difficult and she's she's been doing it for five years since she was like 14 and she's like I still can't like there are still things that I just completely like go over my head when I'm trying to study it so I it's like notorious here obviously if you're being like super difficult but I could I commend you because I could never even imagine like I can barely speak English let alone like Chinese well you're doing German so well (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I mean German's like so much like similar to English but I feel like Chinese is just, like, completely, like, I would have no reference. Like, for reference. like when I moved to China for studying, like, I I couldn't even Nihao properly. So, like, yeah, it was tough. Like, the first year in China was tough, especially with, like, the whole life. Like, the pace of life was very fast there. And, mm-hmm. like, Chinese students tend to be very competitive. Gotcha. So, like, 
It was hard. <laughs> so is the pace of life in China faster than it is here? Because I've heard a lot of people... A lot faster. I've heard a lot of people say that America seems like a fast pace. Not really. Not, I don't think they would be saying that about Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We got to make an exception <laughs> for <laughs> Colombia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like New York was much more like what okay. it's like in China because like the, where I live in China is Shenzhen and so one of the big, okay. biggest cities in China. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm from um, Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is, like, two or three hours away. And Atlanta does seem very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, and New York also, like, I've been there, and so yeah. I can understand that. But, yeah, Columbia is very, like, hey, man, you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> like, go get some food. I'm like, sure, man, that sounds great. So it is, like, people say that Columbia is, like, oh, like a big city. But it's, like, it's very chill, yeah. I'd say, for a city. And that's yeah, how I it, felt. It's like, a nice change, here. actually. Like, it's so peaceful. Like, you have all the time in the world. You can, like, it's like you can do anything. But in China, it's, like, like the like day you better be fast. You, you better have yeah. a schedule. Like, you got to be quick. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that commercial with the guy with the, um, the fishing pole where he's, like, you've got to be quicker than that. You know, <laughs> with, like, the $1 bill. That's me and my finances. Um, so you're here studying international business in the business school, which is super fancy and nice. My classes are not in the business school, so I don't, I don't have a place that's that nice. Um, but how long, like, have you been studying at USC and, like, been in the United States in general? I came here in January, and, like, I'll be leaving in May, which is sad, but I get to go back in China, like. Yeah. I've started to love China now. <laughs> so are your, is your, like, main university in China? Is your, like, main university that you attend in China? Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, like, we have three universities that are affiliated with the program, and one is this university, and then there's this university in New Zealand. Okay. And ten students from each university get selected. And mm. Yeah, so Ooh. we attend each other's university semester. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So is this the first time that you had ever been to the United States? Yeah, this is the first time. Gotcha. So were there any, like, stereotypes, I guess, like, of Americans that were, like, confirmed or denied? They got a like lot of when them you got came denied, to the US? actually. Like, uh, we have American professors uh, back uh, in China, and they were like, be careful of the white people there. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I wear hijab, so, like, oh, uh, oh, they all yeah. said that. And when I came here, I was, like, so terrified. Okay, what's going to happen now? <laughs> but, yeah. like, coming in Colombia, it was so friendly. Like, everyone holds door for every other mm-hmm. person and, like, so chill and, like, randomly starting conversations and like it's really nice I yeah love it. and that's that's like something that i feel like bj global spins and i have heard a lot mm-hmm. uh, like when we ask people as they say that like in the south in particular people are mm-hmm. very you know like nice and like cordial and i mean i i think that's true like but i would say that i don't only see that in the south like i see that in other places mm-hmm. you know in america as well like but i feel like columbia we are so international and like our university really does push it and so i feel like a lot of um like the students here who are um are like a, like domestic students really want to meet international students mm-hmm. and so if they see somebody who and then you know like hear them talking and then you know they have like an accent or something they'll be like oh like that must be like somebody from like somewhere mm-hmm. else like i want to go like talk yeah. to them and so i feel like that's something that usc students really like doing um yeah. is you know just like talking to somebody Especially if they see somebody who, like, doesn't, like, have anybody to, like, sit with or, you know, looks, like, like, kind of, like, unsure about things. We'll be like, hey, like, do you need help? Like, how can I help you? Can I just, like, hold the door for you? Things like that. So that's nice. We've also heard some bad stereotypes of Americans that were confirmed, like, to look out for the white people. I think that's really, really funny. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, everybody is different. um, But I think it's, it's fun. I always, I always love, like hearing the different sort of like a, like impressions and I guess reactions mm-hmm. of people who come to come to the US because like it is D- DJ Global Spins and I's culture and so we don't really like think about it yeah. ever like oh like, like like this is something that I do every day but yeah. you don't really think about how like for some people it isn't 
Um, so it's kind of interesting. So kind of in that same vein, did you experience any like culture shock um, coming from China or even from like your um, like like your home view um, when you came to, to the United States? Like, did anything like super surprise you? Uh, I don't think so. Like, I kind of got it through the movies and all that and gotcha. like through the dramas and everything. So like, <laughs> not much was any surprising. Right? Yeah. So do the movies portray us correctly? Kind of. I mean, <laughs> uh, like, especially the high school movies. I thought it was just in movies, like, people being mean around. And But, like, I hear people's stories about high school and they talk, like, people uh. say rude stuff to each other. And I'm like, whoa, you guys can actually say that to each other? So, we like, really shouldn't, surprising. but we do. <laughs> <laughs> especially, I don't know, I feel like when I was in my last year of high school, people would be more mean in, like, the last couple of months because they're like, I'm never going to see these people ever again. Uh-huh. I can say whatever I want, and they'll <laughs> never see me, so I'm never going to have to pay the consequences. And I feel like that's kind of, like, something funny that people say, like, yeah, well, when I was a senior in high school, I did blah, 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 and I didn't care because I was leaving. And so it's just yeah, kind of funny, um, funny that, like, American movies just display us all being, like, mean, which is, like, definitely true. Like, people are mean. Mm-hmm. Like, when when people in the South say, um, like, a, like, a, like, a bless your heart, is that what yeah. it is? Like, bless yeah. your heart? That's not nice. It's, like, mean. Okay. Which is, like, okay. super funny because people are like, oh, but it, like, sounds so nice. And I'm like, no, they hate you. <laughs> like, that means that they think you're a terrible person and that they feel bad for you and that they pity you and all this stuff. So it's funny. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely interesting to hear about it. But if anybody ever says ever says bless your heart to me, I'm like, what did I do to you? <laughs> like, how did I hurt you? I'm like, stop. <laughs> just tell me. Because cause I feel like people in the South, even if they don't like you, like, won't tell you. Because mm-hmm. they just want to be nice. So they'll just be like, oh, like, ha-ha. But really, they're, uh, like, want to rail against oh, you so kind of thing. Going around. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, definitely not true for, like, everybody. But I feel like in the South, there are just some, like, phrases that you can say and use that sound nice. Mm-hmm. But really aren't. And so I feel like that's sometimes, like, what the South is known for. What about you, DJ Global Spins? Do you think that's... That's true. Um, what about the South or about the school? I would say about the South, like how there are some like phrases that like mm-hmm. a little bit of a dig. Absolutely. I think the South, we get very, very colorful with our phrases. They're all very imaginative. Have you ever seen Steel Magnolias? The World War II of female friendship? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can't repeat a lot of that stuff because it goes against uh, our policy for not cursing. But, oh, my gosh, it's the funniest movie there are so many quotes so many insults in that movie that i just i really want to pull out one day just to make somebody angry you really need to watch that if you really want to get like the epitome of southern like uh-huh. backhanded <laughs> compliment or backhanded insult you gotta watch that movie it's just like it's it's such a good movie mm-hmm. i love it my mom and my grandma love it and so, and we're all like from the south, so we're all we all just like get it. We're all like, ha ha, she hates her, you know. Like it's just it's kind of funny um, to kind of see that, and like in also like a, like overhearing other people's interactions mm-hmm. and how they interact, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> like that was <laughs> that was not good. Like mm. it's kind of rough. Just over here sipping my sweet tea, not like minding my own business. Yeah. Do you are there any like foods from South Carolina that you've really like taken a liking to, or that you absolutely hate? Actually, I don't get to like experience the um typically south carolinian food mm-hmm. i don't know how to is it carolinian 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 it's so a little different yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> because like i have food restrictions i like i can only oh, eat a yeah. lot of food so i just tend to stay to the mediterranean or i just cook by myself gotcha mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah sweet tea is good mm-hmm. sweet tea is 
Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. That would be. So, yeah, that's interesting. That I never even thought about that. That never even crossed my mind, even though it should have. But, yeah. No, sweet tea is definitely a staple. Um, and we'll it's... F- hmm? What should we try? Yeah, no, it's definitely, like... And then sweet tea, if you um, if you make it and you, like, uh, and you let it sit, it'll just get, like, sweeter over time. Uh-huh. So, you know, in my house... That sounds so American. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> I know. Sure. So, like, in my house, if we have a, like, special occasion, we'll get a, like, gallon or, like, half gallon of sweet tea, and we'll open it on that day. Mm-hmm. But as the day goes by, like, slowly, nobody can, like, stomach the taste mm-hmm. of it because it's so sweet. So we'll have to cut mm-hmm. it with, like, water or something. And then eventually it'll just be, like, sitting in our fridge because nobody wants to touch it because it's just so... Yeah, sugar. It's literally tastes... It's, like, it just... It has so much sugar that it like, like like dries your throat out, so there's like no point in drinking it because uh-huh. it's not refreshing. It's just it's just terrible. It's just the worst. But yeah, sweet tea is definitely a staple mm-hmm. um, of the South, and it's kind of like a stereotype. Like I I even think one of the like like um, like themes for our homecoming last year was sweet tea. Like I think mm-hmm. that it was on like like the like the logo or something. Okay. It was just sweet tea. I was like, that's the South. But hopefully, all of you out there are drinking sweet tea. Now my mouth is really really dry. So maybe I'll go, I'll go get some not too sweet sweet tea to help me out. Mm-hmm. But we hope that you all have been enjoying our interview so far. Definitely be sure to go and donate to our lovely station so you can continue to hear us blabble about whatever you want. If you have opinions on sweet tea or hot tea, mm-hmm. other types of tea, call us at 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. And I hope that you all are enjoying your Friday so far. And we will be right back with more of our interview with Isra. We are back with Isra um, from Pakistan. One question for you, Isra, before we get into some quick PSAs here. Um, and this, this is actually um, a question that we had sort of from one of the fans of this radio station. Um, is there any music that is either like uh, like unique to Pakistan or that's like really popular in Pakistan? Yeah, like that would be Sufi music or Qawalis. Actually, Pakistan is like, you know... Um, a lot of immigrants, like, it's a place of all the immigrants from Central Asia and all the places around. So, like, it's a mixture of every, all those musics and stuff. So, but I think Kawali and Sufism would be it. Cool. We are going to get into some quick PSAs for you all. Say the Save the Manatees is on there like it is every week because you know that I love it and I know that you know all the words to it. So it's going to be fun. So that's what we have coming up. And after that, DJ Global Spins will be taking over our interview with Isra. And while you're listening to some PSAs, go and donate to our station. You can just go to WUSC.FM. That will redirect you to our website. You, cl- you can click the Donate tab in the top left-hand corner, and that will take you to our secure crowdfunding website. Donate in the fundraising fortnight and continue to hear us drone on when we don't know what to say, but our mouths just keep opening. It's like that. It's like that sentence with Michael Scott where he's like, sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Mm. That's how I feel every moment of my life. So keep it here and keep it locked, you guys, and we will be back with you all after a few quick PSAs. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WSC. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed those uh, ads and those uh, PSAs because, dear God, I love the Save the Save the Manatees one. I mean, I know we play it every week, but it just doesn't get old. It's just kind of one of those immortal things, you know? But yeah, so we are about to jump back to our interview or some more music. Which one? Our interview. Yay, congratulations. You get to hear my voice for a little bit longer. I know you miss me. All right. But, and of course, Isra, too. The wonderful, <laughs> lovely Isra. All right. So um, so you decided to come to US, w, or USC, not WSC. But 
So how is school here different than it is in, like, Pakistan or in China? Compared to China, I think in China we're given much more guidelines and, like, Mm-hmm. told stuff step by step how to do it and here people like te- some teacher teachers don't even put the slides on the blackboard which is kind of yeah. frustrating because I'm not in the habit of like taking notes mm-hmm. so like the last test I did for like t- uh, take took for HR I got an F because really? I don't take notes it's so <laughs> hard to make yourself pay attention especially yeah, in lecture exactly. ones is it a lecture? yeah it's a lecture ooh no ooh so that's the teaching difference, but other than that, university, I think the students are much more friendly and, like, much more open to talking, like, compared to Chinese students, mm-hmm. which are, like, more reserved and, like, you have to, like, get to know them for a very long time to get, like, get them finally open up. So that's the difference. Um, so how do you get people, like, in China to open up? Because, like, here in the South, it's just, like, you, I don't know, could start up a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. in the middle of, like, the line for tacos, you know? And then the next minute, they're like, your buddy. You have, like, exchange yeah. phone numbers. So, like, how do you do that in China? In China, like, I think you start with the the, the language. And they're like, oh, you can speak lang- uh, the Mandarin. And, mm-hmm. like, they'd be so happy about it. And they'll, like, compliment you on your language skills and mm-hmm. all that. But then you start with the popular, like, soap operas and all that. And mm-hmm. you start hanging out with them. Then you start talk about studies a lot like most of my friends are those that have been with me in like group projects so like yeah studying is a big part of it so like you have to give them time yeah them. definitely kind of like harder to get out um other shells but yeah i speak a little bit of chinese and my roommate that i talked about before is from taiwan and i remember the first day that i met her i tried i said like nice to meet you uh-huh. in chinese and it took her a while to understand what I was saying, and I had to repeat it multiple times. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, your Chinese is so good. And I'm just like, <laughs> considering the fact that it took multiple attempts for you to understand me, thank you, but you lied. And it was just funny. Plus, they told me I have a Beijing accent. And from what uh-huh. I learned in, like, high school, my uh, teacher had a husband from Beijing, and she always made fun of his accent. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, yeah. is that an insult? And they're like... It's not the best. <laughs> just like, I get that too. Like Beijing accent is kind of like rough. Yeah. So like you don't like put much emphasis on each word. Like you just go like, whoa. Yeah. So d- has anybody ever told you that you have a particular accent? Yeah. They just asked me if my Chinese teacher was from Beijing. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. We're but both like, Beijing people like, here. Other than accent, they usually talk about my appearance and they think that I'm from the Western part of China because mm-hmm. uh, in the Western part of China, like that's Xinjiang. Yeah. There are Muslims and mm-hmm. I also read her job and they're like, Xinjiang. Oh, well, you know, um, I have heard that there have been like a lot of issues lately in China with like the way that they treat Muslims. Is that true? Or like, I mean, have you like had any I mean, experiences about I that? I have not. Like people are usually very friendly. Like mm-hmm. they, they stare at you, but that's mostly because they're like happy that they're, there is a foreigner in their country. Oh, really? So like... They're really friendly, but ex- other than that, we just had some issues getting the passport, like the, getting their yeah. residence uh, residence permit. Like uh, there are some uh, students from Indonesia, so they just asked them if they're Muslim. So if they were Muslim, they would get it like in three weeks or something. But if yeah. they're not Muslim, they would get it in like one week. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's insane. 
Because I was other than wondering. that, it's pretty friendly. Like, I don't yeah. know what goes on in the Western part because, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> censorship and all, but, like, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Propaganda is everywhere. It could be, like, Western media is propagating stuff. Propaganda. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? I don't propaganda? know. Propaganda? Pro- yeah. Yeah, okay, spreading propaganda, but it could be... You don't ever know. Yeah, I was wondering about the, like, passport situation because it's always pretty difficult for people to get, like, passports and visas to start studying. But considering the fact that, like, you grew up in Pakistan and then you're studying in China and then mm-hmm. you're, like, starting this cohort thing where you go to yeah. New Zealand, to America, to China, like, that's just got to be incredibly difficult. Plus the other people in your cohort. Like, I know one girl from New Zealand and she has, I think, Dutch citizenship, but she's lived yeah. in France and she's lived in New Zealand and now she's, like, part of the New Zealand University. That's just got to be incredibly difficult. Like, all the paperwork, all the that is, different like, levels. Yeah. Oh, I was droning mm. in paperwork when I was like applying for like American visa. Like everyone was like, it's really difficult to get visa for America, mm-hmm. and I had like a ton of documents. I'm yeah. so much cursed. <laughs> 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 so I had like a ton of documents to like present to him. And when I went there, and he was like just casually asking me stuff, and he was like, "What's your major?" And I was like, "Global business and innovation." And he was like, "Cool." And I was like, "Okay." So yeah. Casual. And then he like passed a yellow page around. And I was like. Am I done? And he's like, yeah, you're done. Yeah? Yeah, I got the visa just like that. And I'm like, okay, oh gosh. that's cool. Mm, that's pretty in- interesting because, you know, I'm an American, so like typically getting the like visas and like passports and stuff like really aren't that difficult. But still, running around, like trying to get my passport the first time mm-hmm. I got it, I was like running around. This is a, I don't know if this is a Southern expression or just an American expression, but running around like a chicken with its head cut off. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You never heard of that? No. You should take that back to China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> I think the Chinese people mm-hmm. would be interested to hear that. I think it'd be a, an interesting addition <laughs> to the <Yeah>. Chinese <laughs> language. And, like, the this whole, like, sort of, like, passport and visa thing is something that we've been, like, talking mm-hmm. about. I think last week it was, maybe, where we just talked about how, like, people in America sometimes, like, don't think about how, like, privileged we are with, Mm -hmm. like, an American passport to be able to, like, apply for things and, like, get it really easily or just be able to go up to customs in a country and just get in. You know, like, when you, like, go to an airport Mm -hmm. and it's, like, people with American or EU passports and then everybody else. Like, I know when I fly, um, like, internationally into um, into, um, the... uh, the um, Atlanta airport, it's terrible mm-hmm. with, like, the line for, um, like, um, like uh, Americans is super short and then everybody else is, like, terribly long. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that you're, like, talking about this because, like, I feel like we don't, like, always think about the privilege that we have mm-hmm. and, like, how difficult it is for, like, other people yeah. who, like, want to travel and have to do all that paperwork. Yeah. Getting so. to the customs was a story. Like, I had dry fruits in my bag. Like, my mom packed dry yeah. fruits for me as snacks. And, like, at the immigration, we had to, like, form a, like, fill a form that said that no fruits are allowed. Wait, and what? Yeah. I packed the same thing when I flew. No, I, like, I packed dry no. mango. Wait. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a whole long line. And I had a flight in just, like, one hour and like one and a half an hour so like i was so terrified like Mm -hmm. something might happen at the custom like the whole line i was going through and i was like okay let's let's not make any issue out of it but when i got there he asked me stuff and like he was like do you uh, have you brought any fruits uh, or something i was like i brought snacks i was like what are those snacks i was like dry fruits yeah. Like, you're good. <laughs> like, yeah. For some reason, I guess yeah. when you dry it, it's yeah. 
fine. I guess they're just wondering, do you have like a whole like basket of peaches in your suitcase? (laughs) But you know, I actually, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to name names, but I did know a girl and um, her grandparents came back from Peru and like she had gone to Peru and there was this ham that she really, really Mm -hmm. liked, like this cured ham, like a cured raw ham, but like it's fine because it's cured. It's Uh not actually raw. But she had liked it there, so her grandparents snuck it through customs for her. An entire ham. Like, not like a couple slices, like a whole ham. (laughs) An entire thing. And she just (gasps) snuck it straight through customs. They're just like, you have food in their bag. Like, y'all have food in your bag. And they're just like, nope. And they're like, okay, go on through. And that was just probably the most admirable thing I've ever heard. Mm. I have a friend whose mom collects pine cones. You know. (laughs) As you do, you're like, what am I going to collect? Stamps seem boring. Spoons seem boring. I know, pine cones. Mm. Wow. And we were, I was, this was like right after my senior year in high school, and we were coming back from Italy, and we had all, you know, like bought like nice souvenirs for our family. We were all, you know, like super excited. And he was like, yeah, well, I just got her a pine cone. And I was like, wow, like, let's not think about how your mother's going to react when you get all this nice stuff for your siblings and your dad, and all she gets is a pine cone. But he snuck it through customs, and I was like, why would you break American law for a pine cone? Like, break it for something good, you know? Like, yeah, like a ham, like some fruit, but not a pine cone. You can't even eat a pine cone. I was like, like, do it for something that's worth it, man. Like, don't just do it for pine cone. Ridiculous. It's just wild. And he was so, like, excited about it. I was like, this is, this is just stupid. I just, oh, I still think about it. I still think this is funny. Well, you know, I don't count. I don't know if this counts as sneaking it through or not, but um, I went to Thailand recently, and uh, whenever I go to a beach, my grandpa always gets me to bring back seashells mm-hmm. for him. So we went to a beach. So I brought back some seashells and this like rock, this really interesting rock. Like I just picked up a random rock while we were like scuba diving, and like we went to, or not scuba diving, snorkeling because I cannot scuba dive because that's horrifying. But um, so I just like picked up some rocks and I got back on the boat, and the captain asked me, he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was just like. I'm picking up some rocks from my grandpa. <laughs> He's like, take as many rocks as you want. And I don't know if it counts as me sneaking that through customs. I don't I don't know what counts as the biological stuff, but my grandpa has some shells from Thailand now. So That's cool. whoopee for that. But um okay, so what's your favorite thing that you've done so far at USC? Favorite? So I went to a party. And Ooh. that was, like, the first party of my life. Yeah? <laughs> Which was very nice. Like, it was a really nice experience here. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing the people, like, interacting that way. And it was, like, a very close-knit type of, like, yeah. environment and everything. So, yeah, that, I like that. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you liked it. But, okay, so if you could change one thing about USC or your time here, what would it be and why? That's a heck of a question. DJ Audio Voyager wrote that question for me, but that's a, that's a good one. We're being introspective mm-hmm. on this Friday. Yes, absolutely. That's I think I would like ease up the registration and all that process. I agree like, with that. At least extend those deadlines. I like I just yes. came and like I was sleep deprived and I was like mm-hmm. jet lagged and everything and I had Aww. to run from this place to another place and this university is so big. Mm-hmm. So that was very tough. It's absolutely crazy here. Like even not being an international student over the summer, I was just running around again like a chicken with my head cut off, <laughs> trying to get everything done before some deadlines, like trying to schedule like 
language testing, mm-hmm. math placement testing. By the way, I got like a 10 out of 25 on that test. Good thing is I had already gotten my math credit from somehow, like I had an AP class and a teacher that was just, you know, a saint and let me actually come in every single day before class to study. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it really is it's mm-hmm. such the bureaucracy. I think yeah. that's just the theme of today's show. Bureaucracy <laughs> is just the root of all evil. But, all right, with that, I think we're going to get back into some music. And after that, we'll have Ezra tell us a little bit about the music that we listen to. All right, thank you very much, and keep it locked on 90.5. All right, welcome back to Passport Playlist. I am DJ Global Spence, and our guest today is Ezra. And so we are just hopping straight back into our interview. But first, I would actually like to talk about the music that we just listened to. Mm-hmm. Let me see. What were the names of that last song that we listened to? There was Tu Le Sais, and that was French. And so tell me a little bit about that. Like, why did you pick that song? That song is, like, related to my best friend. And he's Russian, but he lives in Belgium, so he speaks French. So uh, I don't usually listen to French, like, rap anyways. But he got me into that, and, like, we used to go on walks and stuff, mm-hmm. and that song is, like, related to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you see, like, okay, so I um, study French, and I wonder how his French is, because, like, I know a lot of people like, make fun of the Belgian accent mm-hmm. and, like, the Belgian vocabulary, because for those of you who don't know, in French, when you count, like, past 80 or 90, y- instead of saying words like 80 or 90, they say 420s. Or when you get to 90, it's 4, 20s, 10. Uh-huh. And God forbid you should ever, ever have to say the word 99 in your life. It translates to 4, 20s, 10, 9. Mm-hmm. And so in Belgium, they actually, you know, have a word for 80. So uh-huh. if you have to say 99, you just say like 80, 10, 9. And <sighs> it's, it's still a little bit out there, but like yeah. it's a lot better. And so the French are always like up in like arms about it. They're like, why are you insulting our language like this? <laughs> why are you like taking away from like the original stuff? And it's just like, guys, it was literally four twenty ten nine. I don't know what is French, but like in English, I don't know about counting. But mm-hmm. when I when I would I would like ask him what time we were meeting or something, he mm-hmm. wouldn't say like okay nine o'clock or something. He would like twenty one hours. Like oh he would write that. yeah, <laughs> what we weird. consider military time. Is that mm-hmm. what they do in Pakistan? Do they do it like the U.S. or do they do it like Europe where it's like 21 hours? No, U.S. Yeah. U.S.? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I figured everybody else did like the 21 hours thing. That's just weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. It's definitely, it's an adjustment. And I had a friend and she had set, in high school, and she had set her phone to military time. Mm-hmm. and But she didn't know how to tell military time. So she'd just always be late for everything. <laughs> and then she'd be like, I'm so sorry. I thought it was 8, but turns out it's 9.30. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you know you just subtract 12, right? And she's like, oh, wait, you can do that? And I'm just like, yes, you can do that. It was, it was very difficult to not mm-hmm. yell. I had my patience tested many a time. And she, just, she refused to set it back. <laughs> she didn't know how to tell military time. She always forgot to subtract 12. But she just kept it. But she just kept it. But, and then the next one was in Portuguese, right? Yeah. It's Nunca Vai Mudar. And how did you learn about that one? That's also, like, my best friend's girlfriend mm-hmm. is Brazilian. So, like, I Ooh. got it through her. And I just find this song very pumping up. 
Yeah. Well, we had a guest from Brazil, I think, towards the beginning of the semester. She, I love her. Shout out to Natalia. We absolutely adore her here. One of our favorites. But yeah. So, and those are like both my major and my minor. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have very strong affinities for this language. I, I love the romance languages. But with that, we're going to hop back into the interview. So what is you've been to like a lot of countries so far far more than like the average american i would presume mm-hmm. um so what's your favorite favorite yeah actually every place has its own pros and cons like mm-hmm. pakistan has family and like it's my home country mm-hmm. but china china is like a lot convenient like public transport and like you can get anywhere you want but there's language barrier in america there's no public transport which yeah, I've heard <laughs> that from so many people. Yeah, and but like there's no language barrier. I can just talk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, every country has its pros and cons. Yeah, I have heard about the public transportation thing. And at first, if you've never been like outside of the states, you're kind of like, oh, what's the big deal about mm-hmm. public transportation? Just drive everywhere. But then when you go somewhere like yeah. like France or England, and they have like all this public transportation, and it's so easy and it's so accessible, I'm just like, oh, like I never have China, to drive like, again. Yeah, you you just need to have your phone with you, and you like mm-hmm. not get lost. At least yeah. in the biggest, biggest cities like where I live. If you want to make me happy, just talk to me about public transportation because I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> I think I think I love a good train. Let me tell you, I love a good train. Uh-huh. I think it's great. I. I just want it, you know? Mm-hmm. I love, love, love public transportation <laughs> with my whole heart. I think it's great and amazing, and I just think that everybody should have it, and people in America are like, what's the point? Just get a car. And I'm like, no, all you need is a card, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then you can go anywhere you want. Freedom of transportation. It's amazing, and I'm glad that you like it because it means so much to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, it really is a very fun experience. Maybe it's because we are Americans and because we've never, like, gotten to do it before, but, like, we um, went to London and we like, we went to King's Cross Station because they have the little like buggy in the wall mm-hmm. where it's like Harry Potter and they have a fake like nine and three quarters. So we went there, but we also had to take a train from there to like get back to where we were going and it was late at night and all. But I don't know why, but that was just like one of my favorite things taking the like, like uh, metro. Yeah, it's like at you can King's just Cross. go anywhere. It's like you have legs, but here yeah. I feel like kind of it's a mini adventure, <laughs> honestly. Whenever I go anywhere with public transport and I'm, like, in the train station, I am the most excited person in the entire train station. I'm, like, smiling, like, running on the train, like, oh, let's go. Like, I, I just think it's just mm-hmm. amazing. If I could have one thing for the rest of my life, it'd be free public transportation. <laughs> Good to know. That's, I feel like that says a lot about your personality. I think we're all just, like, public transportation geeks here. But yeah, it is kind of fun. Have y'all ever been, like, standing there and trying to hold on and then, like, for some reason it just, like, jerks and, like, yeah. you nearly like, fall into the person beside you? Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, it's like I always try to position myself close to a very attractive man just <laughs> in case. Oh, nice. So that way if I, like, in any direction I fall, I have someone beautiful to catch me. <laughs> No, I remember being, um, when I was in New York City, when I was in high school, my friends and I, we, um, we like, wouldn't hold on to anything, and we would, like, stand, like, in that little area in the car where there, like, aren't any seats, Mm -hmm. and we would try to see who could stand for the longest without falling over when the train would, like, go, (laughs) and, of course, we were, like, tourists, so, like, everybody was staring at us anyway, we were, like, gotta make the most of it, so we would just try to, like, um, like, like, stand, um, like, 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 sideways and try to, like, balance. Like a surfer? Yes, (laughs) yes, like a surfer, and it was so fun, so I just love... Please call in 803-576-9872 and talk to me about your, fav- your, favorite, your favorite 
public transportation <laughs> systems. I, I love them all. Um, I like trains, but if you like something else, you know, we can talk about it. Um, I love a good bus also. I love a good bus. Yeah, that's 803-576-9872. Talk to me about it. I just, sorry to hijack the interview. I just love public transportation so much. I think it's Yeah, but great. sometimes in China, like, it can get messy, like, Really? So many people. So <laughs> sometimes you have when you're dumb on the metro, you have to like get out to get fresh air, or you Ooh. like pass out or something. I think I heard something. I read some book one time, and I think it might have been China, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Korea. But they did this thing where it's like you know how there are always advertisements everywhere. There are advertisements mm-hmm, yeah. all around, and so they found out that people have like started looking at their phones and stuff, and they or like books or whatever, and they've started ignoring like visual mm-hmm. ads. Like they just don't look at them as much. So one thing that they did was um, there was, like, a Dunkin' Donuts along one of the stops of this, like, uh, train. And so they released the smell of Dunkin' Donuts coffee through the vents. And so when it stopped, all the people went to go get Dunkin' Donuts because it was, like, like, you can't escape a smell. You can escape something visual. You cannot escape a smell unless, you know, you have pollen allergies and you're in South Carolina. And it smells like coffee. Mm -hmm. I know. It was just, (laughs) it was crazy. But, yeah. You see how quickly our conversation is devolving. And if you want, you should donate your money to this because it is <laughs> fundraising Fortnite. And we need your money because this is a college camp. This is like a college student organization and none of us have money. Please, please give it to us. But yes, I do believe that we are going to get back into a little bit more music. And a lot of it's in Chinese and I can read a little bit of Chinese, but it doesn't have to do with shopping. So I don't, it's not in my vocabulary. So we are just going to hop back into it and we're going to get Isra to tell us a little bit about it afterwards. Thank you and keep it locked. All right. Welcome back everybody to Passport Playlist. We are here with the lovely Isra from Pakistan. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about the music that we just listened to. The first one was in Chinese characters. And as I said before this, it does not pertain to shopping. So Mm -hmm. I do not understand it. The first one was from a drama, a Chinese drama, and it was like r- really close to me, that song, because of how it was portrayed in that drama. It was like this girl thought the guy was dead. Uh, and he had a common like, trope. Yeah, and he had to like get a plastic surgery so that girl <laughs> didn't know that it was him, and then she finally gets to know this, and then this play this song, so like I find it really romantic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that really is like that sounds like a good drama. Is that, is is. that on Netflix? Cause I, I might think have to it watch will it. Be. Yeah, you should wait. Let me remember this. You're gonna have to like remind me to like yeah, write that sure. down on notes. I want to watch that because I watch I watched a lot of like K dramas mm-hmm. with my friends, and that just that just I don't know. I love the dramas. They're so dr- they really are dramatic. Like they're the most dramatic things I've ever seen. But gosh, they get you in their feels and like songs like that play. It's just it's very good. Um, and then we had one more song. What was it? It was the long one that we were talking about that was the absolute bop. Oh, Rockstar? Yes, oh, Rockstar. Yeah, yeah yes. that was a very popular song in Pakistan when it came out. And like in in that song, he goes like, Baby, you're the one, but allowed to hand a char. And that means <laughs> like, Baby, you're the one, but I'm allowed for. <gasps> so that's <laughs> one of like you know, oh. Muslim stereotypes that we are allowed for marriages, like men are allowed for marriages. Mm-hmm. So I find that funny. Oh my gosh, that is so savage. <laughs> that wow, I am. What's the word? Dumbstruck. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. But actually, like that's not the case. Like that's yeah. my opinion. But 
like there's a stereotype for Muslims that they get to yeah. marry poor, and that's not mm -hmm. kind of true. That we're we are allowed more than like men are allowed more than one mm -hmm. wife, but that's like in a very desperate case that the yeah. woman is like very destitute or like really poor, and you want to like support her socially or with mm -hmm. money and all that. So, do you feel like you have any stereotypes like that in America? Like anybody thinks like that in America? Or do you find that like there are stereotypes more in China or Pakistan? I, I think they wouldn't like stereotypes related to me as a Muslim or yeah. Pakistani. Either one. Like I don't think if someone had a serious one, they would like say it to my face. Yeah. But they usually like joke around. Like my friends, like it's completely chill. They so just mm -hmm. joke around me being a terrorist. <laughs> like oh it's completely gracious. fine. Like yeah. I joke with them about me as well, and like. You know, forced marriages and all yeah. that stuff that is... Personally, I'd be a little bit salty, but that's just because I have an extreme attitude. I mm -hmm. always have. So <laughs> I get a little bit sassy. Mm -hmm. But um, so instead of all these stereotypes that just get, like, churned around all mm -hmm. the time about, like, Pakistan and about, like, uh, being Muslim, um, what do you think is, like, one thing that you want people to know about, like, Pakistan? about Pakistan mm -hmm. that do not believe what media conveys about it. Like, mm. it's a really, really beautiful country and, like, you should definitely visit it. And, mm -hmm. like, media kind of, like, exaggerates everything. And, they, like, there's a lot mm -hmm. of propaganda going on about Pakistan because, like, we're surrounded by a lot of hostile countries. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, do not believe the news. You should see Pakistan for itself, uh, like, for yourself. Like, you should get there yeah. and then just for yourself. I bet it'd be gorgeous, too. Like you said that there's like the ocean and there are mountains. Yeah. So you got a little bit of everything. Like other than that, if you're a history Greek, there's like the oldest civilization like mm -hmm. that was in Pakistan. And like it's just amazing. You should come. That's got to be very interesting for Americans too, because like while we like really love our country, mm -hmm. as evidenced by you know the constant state of like people wearing like American flag basketball shorts and like t-shirts and that's, bikinis and that's stuff. one thing that shocked me a lot like people are so yeah. patriotic here like I went <laughs> to this uh, friend's room and he had like a flag of America in his room yeah. and everything is so mm -hmm. like American cookies the shop's name was American cookies yeah. great American cookies like, you know something weird it's like everybody wears like the flag on their clothes and stuff yeah. but according to actual flag code mm -hmm. like the way the American flag is supposed to be treated you're not supposed to wear it as apparel. Like, you're not supposed to put it on your clothes. If you mm -hmm. do it, it's actually super unpatriotic. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has, like, you know, American flag bikini or swim trunks, maybe retire those. Don't wear those for Fourth of July if you want to be very patriotic. But one really funny thing also is I live in the International House, and we were doing, an, like, orientation last semester. Mm -hmm. And so the guy um, who was present, he was, like, he started off by, like, asking, like, Okay, who's from this country? Who's from this country? And, of course, he asked, so, who's from America? And we all went, woo! You know, <laughs> as is, like, customary. Because, like, you know, I'm one of those people that's, like, I'm, like, proud of America. But, like, I see where, like, we definitely need mm. to improve. But, like, still, it's just kind of, like, one of those things that's ingrained in us. Like, when everybody says, like, America, you go, USA, USA. <laughs> you know, you start, like, chanting. You start, like, being very patriotic. Mm. At least, like, a little bit. And then somebody would be, like, okay, who here's from France? And, like, all the French people just, like, politely raise their hand and, like, I was just looking at them like, are you guys <laughs> not proud? Like, why aren't you going like, ah, viva la France, you know? <laughs> I don't know. And I was just like, what's going on? It was just the weirdest thing. And then he just like kind of looked at us and like shakes his head, like shook his head. And I was just like, wow, Americans. Americans being extra. Yeah. I'm just like, sir, you are American yourself. 
but <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to need you to start chanting as well. But yeah. So that takes us to, oh, wait, no. Okay. So we're good. Um, but yeah. So anything else you want people to know about Pakistan? Just like any like weird facts? Any weird facts? Yeah. Think of it at the moment. I guess just that, like you know, it is an old country and like it's very different from America because like it is we don't have a very long history. It is an actually very old, like Pakistan as a country mm-hmm. of its own. Like we just got independent from India, like in mm-hmm. oh from British, but separated from India in 1947. Yeah. So it's not a long like the like, civilization Pakistan, but itself. Like the civilization oh, yeah, itself that, is so old. That is. And then for like the United States, our country is so like young comparatively mm-hmm. and so and like you know there were native americans here before it but you know we wiped the majority <laughs> of that out or at least relocated it so there's really like a lot of like there's yeah. no like real like super deep history in the united states so i feel like whenever mm-hmm. any of us travel to another place and then like you can feel the history that's just been there for thousands of that years mm-hmm. it's definitely something very foreign to us it's very interesting to get to know but so how many languages are spoken in Pakistan again? I know we touched on that a little bit in the beginning. There's just, like, uh, there's no count of it. I, d- I don't have the count of it off the top yeah. of my head, but, like... They're probably, like, five million. <laughs> okay, not that many, but <laughs> a lot of them. Like, when I can count out, like, Sindhi and, like, yeah. Farsi, Urdu, Punjabi... Do you have, like, and you speak Urdu, right? Yeah, I speak Urdu. So do you have, like, a favorite language that you really want to learn that's common in Pakistan? Or, like, do you have one that's just, like, more more of your friends speak it? I would want to speak Sindhi because, like, I was born in Sindh, but, okay, so I'm an immigrant, so we count as, like, Urdu speakers, but we Mm -hmm. are, like, around Sindhi people, but I never got to learn Sindhi. Because uh-huh. I grew up in another part of it. So I would like to, like, get a touch of that. Did you ever, like, pick up little bits of Cindy? <laughs> Very little. And that means, like, you're a monkey. <gasps> and as CEO Bojo, I... <laughs> oh, you got to teach that to me. I love learning mm-hmm. insults in other languages. That's, like, the first thing I want to learn. I don't want to, like, learn to say, like, yeah. hey, how you doing? I want to be, like, you're a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I want to learn. Priorities. But, all right, so that brings us to the end of our show this has been great. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that we are in our fundraising fortnight and we really, really, really need donations because we really, really want to be here. And this is my first year here. And it would be quite a shame if this like show has been around for like over 70 years and then the first year that I come, I jinx it. So please, avoid the jinx. Don't make me that unlucky charm. Please donate any amount that you can. If it's a penny or if it's a million dollars, we'll take it. We'll be happy with anything. <laughs> we'll love you forever. So please, 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 please. Money. Thank you. If you have a trust fund lying around and you're like, what do I do with this trust fund? Uh, give it to us <laughs> because we'll put it to good use. Um, and if you uh, j- were just tuning into WUSC or you tuned in in the last maybe like half hour or so and you missed um, the majority of our interview, we are going to be uploading it on our podcast. Um, and the link to that is passport playlist dot pinecast dot co um, and that link is on our passport playlist facebook and website you can find us we're just at passport playlist on instagram and then we are passport playlist on facebook so all those links are on there and you can find it and you can listen to our lovely interview with isra but definitely be sure to donate um, on wusc.fm which is our website and be sure to stay tuned after some quick psas for dj fluffy cat and the litter box
Fox because he is coming up right behind us here. So thank you guys for a great show. Hopefully you all stay dry for the rest of the day today. And we hope that you all have a great week. And we will be back with you all next Friday. So keep it here and keep it locked on WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia.